0: Cards action after dark. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook. Be sure to like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable. <laughs> He's Bo Brock. Cardinals flight pan showcased Jonathan Gannon's arrival, Bo Brock. It also showcased Michael Bidwell with a little tiny head graphic bebopping around the Phoenix <laughs> during Super Bowl week. And really my initial reaction to that bow is like, is Michael Bidwell maybe stretched a little too thin because we know historically he likes to meddle in the football operations, but he's like almost kind of like a politician in how he gathers with the media and how he gathers with, you know, community, the community, the investors, he takes a lot of pride and rightfully so in the Valley and in Phoenix. But I just kept watching that. I'm thinking to myself, like, is this the, the transition finally, where Mr. B. Michael Bidwell says, "I'm going to let my football people handle the football." You think he would relinquish the presidency of the Arizona Cardinals? No, but I just—it makes me wonder. Like he's empowering, from what we've seen, his GM and yeah, his head coach for sure. I don't know if the film sessions from last year are going to return. I guess is the best way to put
1: no, it. No, he's not going to be sitting in there with Drew Petzing, Jonathan Gannon, Nick Rollis, breaking down film from the previous Sunday. I mean, it was he, – he, he definitely is. He, he loves it, and, and and you appreciate that, right, being an ambassador, not only for the Cardinals organization, but obviously for the great state of Arizona. He's out there mixing it up with the governor. He's mixing it up with the new Suns owner, owner, Matt Ishbia, mm-hmm. and, and that's that great. Um, and, and then, you know, yeah, they're going over there. It looks like your Uber map as you're waiting for your ride. Um, but as far as, you know, what I was waiting to see was – you know, the welcoming of Monty Austin Fort, what went into that. And then also what went into, you know, Jonathan Gannon, pretty much yeah. how he made his way from kind of flying under the radar. Somebody that Benjamin Albright told us over a month ago that was going to interview for the spot. Somebody yeah. that Monty Austin Fort identified last summer uh, and that they weren't going to hire anybody until they talked to him and then yeah. they talk to him. And then it's a whirlwind 48 hours you know, Michael Bidwell, of course, he's his uh, his Uber driver as far as the PJ back to Philly, and then yeah.
0: takes him back uh, to Arizona with him. I like when all of his kids, JG's kids, were like hoarding all the snacks on the private jet. They're just they threw a bunch of candy at Jonathan Cannon's kids on the airplane. That was hilarious. I also thought it was interesting because we had heard like Byron Murphy was he there? Was he not there during the presser? He was there. He gave a yeah. hug to Jonathan Gannon. He he embraced him. He said hi to Michael Bidwell. That's a good sign. Because if you're Byron Murphy, my kind of lukewarmness with Byron a little bit right now is just didn't see him for the second half of last year. And then you hear these rumblings that he wants to get paid and we love B Murph, but it's also like, you know, we didn't have you for most last season. So what, what that dynamic is going to look like. Most of the offensive guys were there. You've mentioned it before. Kelvin Beecham, who's not under contract, took the time to come out. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, James Conner, the team leaders. I love the comment specifically, Bo, from Gannon to to Kyler Murray, like took this job, man. There's not many of these that come open with a franchise quarterback. And it's just been the constant love, showering of praise for Kyler Murray. And like you can feel like that's handholding. That's fine. But dude needed to hear that because he has been thrown under the bus by ex-players, by anonymous scouts, coaches, executives around the NFL. And it does feel like the narrative is, is changing a little bit with K-1 and the coaching staff because, I mean, we were at Radio Row all week, two weeks ago, and it was basically mm-hmm. like no one wants to coach Kyler. But it, you watch Gannon with him, it seems genuine. It seems authentic.
1: Yeah, and it seems like it's something that is being pushed. And our guy Frank Sanders called for it. Post contract signing, it was time to yeah. rebrand Kyler Murray. Right, paint him in a in a better light. No more mudslinging anymore. Mm-hmm. The the contract is signed. Now he's a member of the Arizona Cardinals going forward until uh, through twenty twenty seven. So I think that it, they didn't do a good enough job, and the current regime is doing a way better job. And we've heard yeah. all the right things that you want to hear from Ozenfort, from Gannon, from his new. Offensive coordinator Drew Petzing, who talked all day to day about how excited it is and why it was one of the alluring things about this job, outside of just being one of 32 that he got to uh, call plays for Kyler Murray. So I think there was a there was a conversation I saw on Twitter, and it was Kyle Odegaard, obviously who covered this team for a long time, and Jess Root yeah. covered this team for a long time, and 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 they were just both kind of baffled by how long it took to get to this point. And I think they're they, they're on point with that. And it furthers what you were saying. It, it's it's time to to lift up your franchise quarterback, especially after you know his lowest point as a pro. It's time to get him back on track
0: because we know when he is on track, what he's capable of doing. Well, you remember what happened after that contract addendum was added to his his contract, and that became public, and the organization had to come out and basically backpedal. And then Kyler was taking so much heat. He basically held an impromptu press conference after what was that training camp walked in and basically had to say, I study guys, I work hard. I wouldn't be able to achieve what I've achieved so far. If that wasn't the case. And I'm like, where, where is Michael Bidwell? Why isn't he saying those things? Where is Steve Kime? And so I like, maybe there is still a little bit of animosity there. There was one person.
1: There was one person outside of Kyler Murray. It was Cliff Kingsbury. And I don't think Cliff Kingsbury could articulate or had, you know, uh, a strong enough two legs to stand on there because we all knew where Cliff was and and what his meal ticket was. It was Kyler Murray, right? So it, uh, it kind of didn't, it, it, it cheapened what Cliff was saying, but yeah, it was, it was the first week of training camp and it was right after the addendum talk. And then Kyler came out of nowhere uh, from the clouds down to the podium and he's sitting there and he's firing back at,
0: at, uh you know, everybody who was kind of have a field day with that addendum talk. Yeah. And it just at the end of the day, you've got a new regime in house now where he can't go a press conference without commending Kyler Murray, the player, the p- person, his work ethic. If you missed our show from earlier, go back and check it out. But there's a clip that we posted on PHNX underscore Cardinals. Bo is at the presser basically detailing. Kyler Murray's been at the facility late into the evening, into the night, 9 p.m. Gannon's leaving. There's Kyler's car working out. The chip on his shoulder. I think the chip's on both of their shoulders, Bo. Like, I have a source. Gannon's exit from Philadelphia with the team was good. With the fan base, I mean, they, they were, you know, a little bit taken back by the fact that they got fan base got Santa Claus, right? They got slung that, that fan base. Like,
1: they wanted Howie Roseman out. They they blew they Andy Reid out of town. It they
0: blew Andy Reid out Got Reed rid of Doug of Peterson.
1: Town. Yeah, it, it's it's a tough. I mean, you have to win in Philly and you know, it's, it, there's recency bias. And then what have you done for me lately? And they have a very short memory and it's not like the uh, Ted Lasso goldfish memory, like 10 seconds. It's, you know, they remember that second half. That's, that's where, and he was, he was a guy that was actually, uh, unfortunately, and I don't think it's, it's, uh, I think it's undeserving, a polarizing figure their entire successful season. They thought that he was, you know, Gannon was born on third base like Ryan day style with a talented roster and, and he was a benefactor of that. I I, I haven't seen anything close to it. I, I'm a believer in Jonathan Gannon. I was thinking about it today. And, you know, just the, the backgrounds of him and Monty Austin Dave Sears scouting. And, and I just it, it it's tough for me to think of a scenario where this just doesn't. Where it wouldn't work out. I think that these are people that are wow. are just driven by this, that that yeah. think that this is going to be I think that they've got the right pieces in place. Now, is it gonna is it gonna turn around tomorrow? No, probably not. I mean, it's it's gonna be a long road because we talked about it on today's earlier podcast about, you know, what did they what did they f- find when they got into the offices to see how like things were operated in the past? Yeah. Like how scary was it and how much right. work is there to be done? And I think yeah. they're talented enough to get it back on track, but you know,
0: h- how much do they have to undo to get to that point? Jeremy, Michael or Mitchell, I should say, thank you so much. Dollar 99. Yeah. Super sticker. We love that Antonio. I live in Philly. They are happy. He's gone yet. They don't have a defensive coordinator. <laughs> and uh, later in the show, uh, I thought it'd be fun. We could discuss the openings or the prior openings for head coaches and where we feel like Bo, the Arizona Cardinals fell in the landscape of the five vacancies, because, I mean, let's be honest, we spent the latter half of today laughing at the Denver Broncos for kind of what they've been going through, and not laughing at Vance Joseph in particular, but the fact that Vance was kind of their last go-around. They were they mm-hmm. were kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel with a Matt Patricia and a Rex Ryan, and it was supposed to be Sean Payton and Vic Fangio. And you look at the landscape of the Cardinals coaching staff, and I can tell you definitively, like these core people that Jonathan Gannon is bringing on Bo, these are the same people he wanted two weeks ago, four weeks ago, eight weeks ago. And so it's like if you can buy him to Monty Austin Ford and 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 his thought process and Michael Bidwell's thought process that Gannon was one of their top candidates, then you should feel good that they in turn are getting a lot of their coaching top candidates to fill out the rest of the staff. This is not the Arizona Cardinals you know, backing into Steve Wilkes and filling out the the staff with uh, guys who probably were a little bit, I don't know, inexperienced for their roles at the time, not based on NFL experience, but just in general. And a bunch of those guys have kind of bounced around the NFL. These coordinators that he's bringing on, Nick Rallis in particular, was hmm. viewed as a hot commodity, would have been the D.C. in Denver, would have been the D.C. in Philadelphia, right? Had options and chose – Jonathan Gannon, maybe even more so than the Cardinals. He chose the guy who's in front of it all, frankly. Yeah, he did. And, and, and Petsing said uh, the exact
1: same thing. I mean, it was basically uh, I'm here cause I wanted to work for the guy at that point, you know, he's sitting at the podium to my right and it's Jonathan Gannon. And uh, you know, it's, it's those relationships that the previous regime lacked, right? Those, yeah. those, those cultivated relationships uh, throughout the years, uh, 15 years for Jonathan Gannon, 20 plus for Monty Os for 20 plus for Dave Sears, the assistant yeah. general manager. Uh, and, and it was, it was more like the Arizona Cardinals had to kind of like just hand out candy or hundred dollar bills to lure people back to the complex and then lock the doors yeah. on the previous coaching staff. Like yeah. Vance Joseph was a failed head coach from the Denver Broncos and he needed to redeem himself at the coordinator's p- position again and he, you know he had some options but pretty much had to be lured by the cardinals and said you'll you'll you get to run the defense this is going to be your baby this is what we're going to do we're going to give you the keys to this side of the football you let cliff deal with the offense and then you look at the rest of the the, the members of that staff and there just what there wasn't an offensive play caller and then it no. was just a it, you, you threw a couple vet token veterans in there guys that were kind of uh over the hill as far as NFL coaching and it just wasn't there was no like synergy to the staff. Where this, no. it's a bunch of guys that want to work together and, and and work along with the players in in the front office above them for the same goal. It's that unified front that Monty Austin Ford talked about for, in his introductory press conference. I love to see it even this early in this new regime.
0: Agent Forty Seven, great point. This staff is solid. It's not a desperation staff. Yeah, this is a staff that I mean. Listen, at rebuild's a dirty word. Right, in the NFL. And there are different levels of rebuild. Michael Bidwell loves the word retool. I think it's somewhere in between a retool and a rebuild, whereas you've got your franchise quarterback, but you've got significant holes on the roster, and the roster has to resemble now the new vision of your GM and your head coach. But I think the good news is, is and I've got Nightingale Sunset, our guy in the chat, or gal, uh, saying, can we get a way-too-early record prediction – <laughs> well, they have a four, they have a fourth place schedule, right? They play right. the NFC East, which I think is going to regress next year. Listen, would NFC North in the AFC North tough division? Yeah, we'll we'll see if Lamar is in there. What's going on with with Cleveland situation? I, I'm going to tell uh, you right now, I mean, like Joe they, they, they 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 break they get a couple breaks. I mean, like I I think eight wins is not out of the question. I think the over under is going to be. I've heard some rumbling. It's going to be around five. I would hammer that over right now it, when it becomes available. I will hammer the over. I think this team again. If if Kyler Murray's ready to go in like early October and Kobe Brissett can keep him like the listen. The NFC is so bad, and the quarterbacks <laughs> in the in the conference are awful. You got what are Kyler you doing Murray's here. For three months, oh, we're, here's what, what we're, are we we're doing gonna here? Talk, we're going to talk we got, about. We're going to talk. Go ahead. <laughs> we're doing record predictions. It's it's February. This can still. Be February 23rd. You want it 23rd. B. What are we doing here? Here's Come what. We're on. Doing. We're, cra- we're cracking open a cold one because this is Cards After Dark, and we're talking about mm-hmm. underdog fantasy. And while you can't do record predictions on underdog fantasy. You can dabble in a lot of different ways because underdog fantasy does daily fantasy sports differently. I said it earlier. I'm going to say it again. I'm constantly refreshing underdog fantasy. We've got the GM Saul Bookman in the chat. When is Kevin Durant ready to play? Because (laughs) I want to wager all of my monies on his hire in points. Come underdog fantasy. Come next week. Phoenix suns. You love to see it. Number 35, 35 alive underdog fantasy. The place to be draft your team against five of your friends the highest scoring squad for the night wins the cold, hard cash draft up to six NBA players. No positional limits. That's it. I'm drafting the fearsome foursome for the Phoenix Suns. And then number five, it's up for grabs. I may draft Bo Brock. Who knows? Will Devin Booker hit the higher end points? Will DeAndre Ayton hit the higher end rebounds? You love to see it. And you love to see it on Underdog Fantasy. Go to underdogfantasy.com. Download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX. Get this underdog is going to match your first deposit up to $100. Again, put in a hundy boop. You get out of hundy only with underdog fantasy, only with PHNX. I'm scrappy. I am very scrappy. Throw a lot of bows in the post. What's your position in basketball?
1: Uh, I'm an undersized four because Mm -hmm. I'm not athletic enough to play the three. I don't have a jumper to play the two. I don't Mm -hmm. have any handles to play the one. And then I have no size to play uh, the five. So I okay. I mean, okay. I'm a severely undersized four. So gotcha. that's where it is. But you know, one thing I am legit at is drinking beer. I, I can do that. I can actually, I can go hard in the paint as far as putting back some four peaks and yes. you should do as well, because they have so many great diff, different beers that you can get in on like their flagship kill lifter. You can find it in your grocery stores, your convenience stores, go to the gas station, get a six pack, enjoy some of the great state of Arizona's best beer, actually the best beer. You got the best wheat beer in Arizona, and the Wow Wheat. Also, you can check out any of their IPAs. How about their barrel-aged stuff? And it's not just about the beer; the food is delicious. The full menu. Oh, you got some pizzas there. You've got the appetizers. You've got the. You've got uh, some great. Uh, the the beer bread goes hard you got the Italian yeah. beef you got the chicken beer bread everything you want plus dessert specials every night check out what's going on fourpeaks.com plus hit fourpeaks.com slash events and you can find all your beer week entertainment how about coming up in a couple of days it's not too late to get in if speed and adrenaline is kind of more your uh <clears throat> speed beer can derby is going on February 25th just a what almost 24 hours away, 36 yep. hours away, Four Peaks, eight Street Pub in Tempe. You can get your kit pickup. It's open now. You can go there. You can get the fastest beer can in the valley. Show everybody that you've got the need for speed. Sign up through fourpeaks.com slash events. It'll be twenty-one years or older to and you gotta enjoy it responsibly, but you can also go get that great food. You don't have to be twenty-one or older to do so. <laughs>
0: Prodigy drone. We love you. Love the pod. Keep up the great work, yeah. Johnny and Bo. We we appreciate that. We love all of you and we do this because all of you and we're able to do this because of all of you. So let us know future cards after dark topics of discussion. Maybe we'll fuck around one night, do a mock draft live, do some prospect tier rankings. If you didn't know, Bo and I are going to be live at the NFL combine next week with our guy, Shane Diefenbach, because uh, it's draft season. Um, But before we get to that, let's talk about the coaching vacancies that were, you know, we 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 did this tier. If you're new to the program at the end of the year, like coaching tier vacancies, Mm -hmm. like who's going to fire whom? And, you know, last year there were 10 openings this year. We only got five. And I do think it was an advantageous position for Michael Bidwell to be in. Yes, he had to swallow some funds, but he put himself in a position where he only had to compete with four other franchises for a head coach. I don't know if they get Jonathan Gannon, truth be told, if this is last offseason and there's 10 openings and he's a hot coordinator. I know for a fact that that Houston, he, I mean, he at one point probably thought he was going to be the head coach of the Houston Texans. Mm. He had significant interest from the Denver Broncos and then situation swayed. But you look at the four openings outside of Arizona, Bo. Is there any scenario that's on par with the Cardinals given the in- complete landscape of not only the head coach but the rest of the staff—any that blow you away comparably.
1: I mean, how, how they comp the Cardinals—is that what the question? Is? As far as w- yeah, a team that could kind of expedite a
0: rebuild—is that what well, you're saying? Any coaching hirings that are comparable yeah. to Aerosol yeah, like you're impressed with the job they've done for
1: sure. I think that
0: Houston is in a good
1: spot. I think and also similarly the perception of Houston and the fact that they had a VIP access to a guy in D'Amico Ryan's yeah, uh, and, and, a, and an ass kicker like D'Amico Ryan's and a guy that I think has done a good job in building his staff. And he's going to have, as far as the assets, all the assets that you want and I think that the Cardinals and the Texans are in a position that if they do things correctly, they mm-hmm. can turn things around quickly. Uh, you know, I, I think Carolina is, is close in that, you know, I think yep. that they've done a good job in, in building around Frank Reich and where he has maybe some shortcomings as a head coach that they've done a good job at the defensive coordinator position and bringing out Vero from Denver uh, and, and adding some, you know, some, some really smart football people to that staff I think that they're maybe handicapped with Fitterer as the GM. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that, that's what kind of lessens it on that. And then you kind of see what's going on in Denver and it's just like, okay, they got the big fish as far as the head coach, uh, but they don't have many things as far as assets or cap space or uh, also, you know, the the big pink elephant in the room, as far as the quarterback, you know, people are going to want to go play with Ross. So um, it, it's it's really going to be interesting. I think that the Cardinals and, and the Texans could be two teams poised, not necessarily to like contend for a playoff spot next year, but but win some games that they're not supposed to. You know, probably like you said, hit the over uh, as far as their win totals and, and and things like that, and have some you know moral victories and and really kind of trend in the right direction
0: after having a couple down seasons. Ben Cork, the thing I learned from flight plan is I need to move to Arizona. It's negative 20 out. Ben, you'll have to let us know where you're from, my guy. Listen, that's (laughs) part of the reason I left the Midwest, although it's been unseasonably cold here in Arizona, which I'm not a fan of. Uh, I am a fan. Uh, I thought Carolina, outside of Arizona, had the best staff top to bottom. I don't love Frank Wright, the head coach, but I think that in that division, in a position where the NFC, we talked about it, is down. You mentioned Averro. They basically stole him from Denver because Denver is downgrading, in my opinion, from Avero to Vance Joseph. We didn't talk, Jim Caldwell now is in the mix just as an offensive coordinator, senior advisor to Frank Wright. They get a quarterback. They'll be competitive. The Eagles supposedly wanted Frank Wright to join their staff again. So I think Carolina outside of Arizona, like top to bottom, I like their staff a lot. And if that would have been Frank Wright's staff here in Arizona, I would have been happy with that. Um, the worst staff, in my opinion, and uh, again, like – I thought Shane Stetchen did some good things this year in Philadelphia. I think Indianapolis roster and the landscape of the AFC and the quarterback gauntlet, I think he's set up for failure. I, I, I think that's a really tough task. You, The GM potentially is, is completely on the hot seat, maybe over his head. Can't get through to Jim or say, like everybody talked about Arizona's job being the worst job. No, no, no. Of all the openings, this is the only true hierarchy of, the GM was hired and the GM got to pick his head coach. Everybody yeah. else is having to do these like, you know, Vegas weddings where they have to just talk to <laughs> this GM or this personnel people. And it's like, you're at a place where a GM already got a head coach fired once before. So they're doubling down with you. And if you don't work in 18 months is your ass getting fired. Jonathan Gannon got a, got a fifth year, five-year contract. I'm guessing so did Monty Austin Ford. So to me, the Cardinals are in the best position in part because they got to keep their draft picks. I just think the staff is, is really strong. I I still think they could go out and dabble with a senior, you know, offensive or defensive assistant head coach. There are some options out there that have been rumored. Mike Munchak, who I know Jonathan Gannon is still very close with. And then of course, Mike Zimmer who gets brought up by all these position coaches in every press conference. Hey Mike, here's a contract, whatever you want to come help out. I think that would be great. But uh, they are in a position right now to put together, I think, and have been the best overall top-to-bottom staff GM cohesion since 2013. When you had Kahn, yeah. who was at his best, Bruce Arians, you could argue is the greatest head coach in franchise history next to Don Coryell, and then Todd Bowles, who is the best, I think, defensive coordinator of the franchise has ever had. That I, I believe this offseason, at least on paper, is on par with that to begin. <laughs>
1: That, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I wanted to get to what you were saying about Steichen. It's like when you look at the two Philly coordinators, right, I think yeah. that leadership qualities, Jonathan Gannon, is like far and away better Yeah, uh, than Shane Steichen. I think Not Shane cool. Steichen, off, off, offense is like his, 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 his scheme, it's sound, it's perfect for young quarterback. Uh, it's like an offensive mind that maybe lacks leadership, uh, I'll give, you know, a slight edge to Steichen, but it's very similar to what the Arizona Cardinals just moved off of. And it's, yeah. it's like, I think when, when I've been seeing from, from Gannon and you see it um, from tonight's flight plan that he's got command and he's got uh, direction of where he wants to go, in, like not each and every day, but each and every moment of that day and in, in mm-hmm. what message he wants to convey. I think that that's so important. Um, and to, if he can empower and delegate the, to the coaches to put in the right schematics, this is going to be a
0: dangerous team soon. Yeah. Antonio, Sean Payton's staff is Matt. It is Matt. It's like they are so dependent and they're paying them the most money on Russell Wilson and Sean Payton working that they're hoping that it just mitigates all their other issues. Yeah. because they they're they're a team that ha- has not drafted well. there's rumors Javante Williams will not be ready until well into the next season. he could be on the Kyler Murray plan if not as- exacerbated Jerry Juder's being talked in trade discussions so I don't know, we love our DMVR peeps but that situation to me like bears watching because right. you are what your division is and I I always thought once upon a time like Cliff Kingsbury might be a little underrated because he's got to go up against these juggernaut teams in the MC West like that's Sean Payton and Russell Wilson now. Mm -hmm. They got to go up against these franchise quarterbacks, the modern day dynasty in the NFL with the Kansas city chiefs. You're paying those guys a premium. If you're not winning division titles and winning postseason games, it's a failure. Whereas Gannon and Monty have the the collateral now to say, this can take six months or 12 months or 18 months or as long as it needs to take. But he mentioned it today. Did Gannon sustainability. We want to be in contention every year in the NFC. That doesn't have to happen this fall. If you're Denver, like what what are, what are the expectations do you believe for the Broncos this year? In your opinion, like internally, what do you think that they're they're hoping happens
1: internally? Man, yeah, I,
0: with the Walmart people, I think they have to have poor self awareness. I don't
1: think they truly know because I, I I think that they are third place every year in that division. Right? I mean, yeah. even with with getting Peyton. I just don't think that they w- w- where where you are with Russell Wilson at this point in his career they just brought in a 28 year old guy that was backing up Daniel Jones in New York to be his Davis quarterback Webb. coach Davis yeah. Webb he's Russell Wilson's going to be like oh yeah sure Davis Webb yeah you tell me exactly <laughs> what I need to do what I'm doing wrong here that what what are they doing there and so and you've got Sean Payton a year removed it it's it, it's one of those things where the Arizona Cardinals could look back even just a short year from now and say hey man we dodged a bullet. We dodged yeah. a, a large bullet that would have just, I mean, if you thought this this, this franchise when it was in a tough spot in dire straits, like last year at that time, if you can't get out from under a Sean Payton contract that close to 20 million per year and looking at a buyout for that potentially in a year after that. I mean, it's, it, it would have been brutal. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I, I do think that he, he is obviously really, really, really intelligent as far as the offensive side of the football Kyle Odegaard had a, had a pretty good um, article that came out recently for compare bet that, you know, basically saying they didn't have any any contingency plan post Drew Brees and, and they suffered from that. So we're going to really have to see how Sean Payton coaches football without Drew Brees and if he can, tr- if he can work some magic on Russell Wilson because he's going to have to.
0: Yeah, unstable kid. The cards are going to have to prove the haters wrong. Well, I mean, Kyler Murray's public enemy number one for a lot of people, um, mm. you know, unprompted. Kyler's not on Twitter making ridiculous remarks and he's not out there, you know, on social media on YouTube being, you know, disrespectful. People just dislike Kyler Murray and then they've already convinced themselves that Jonathan Gannon can't coach because he got beat by the, you know, modern day dynasty <laughs> Joe Walsh and you know Joe, Joe Montana in the Super Bowl, right. uh, even though he gave up 14 total points in the NFC post Bill Walsh playoffs. Bill Walsh, I'm sorry. Bill Walsh, um, was the guitarist for the Eagles, I think. He was, yeah. <laughs> uh so I, the Cardinals are in a good spot to play us against the world with everything uh-huh. they do, right? They can do that into training camp, but that's where things have to change is when they put the pads on next fall. I mean, ramping up the energy and the motivation, like that goes without saying because this team was not prepared last year. So, uh, Agent Forty Seven, Sean Payton's in the NFC, so hard to go to the playoffs there. Yeah, I, I mean there them. were good teams, yeah, that that did not make the postseason last year. The Giants made the playoffs in in the NFC. The Seahawks made the playoffs in the NFC. There are teams that I mean, the Packers, if they they're Aaron Rodgers trade away, that that's positions up for grabs. I mean, yeah. are you taking the Lions seriously in the in the NFC, in the NFC North? The Vikings way overachieved this year. I think the Cowboys and the Eagles overachieved. I mean, to me, the NFC, it's gonna be hard for them. They're gonna be tempted to try to throw band-aids on position units and go out and spend you know we do it every you know march go out and sign some people just to sign people but they they have to not do what Steve Kime would always seem to do and try to get that short term value long term need is ignored you know the following month in in the draft um, yeah. because if it, you know it doesn't feel like the NFC is going to turn around overnight they've got time if if they put forth uh, if if they could be next year's Seahawks or Detroit
1: Lions and just be on the outside looking in Knocking at the door of the playoffs—that's a huge dub, huge dub. And I almost feel guilty for saying that and, and putting that expectation out there because I don't think that's the expectation. I think the expectation is to to build this roster, create depth, find the next stars or studs of that you can put and in, in build a foundation off of and surround Kyler Murray, like we've heard from Jonathan Gannon, uh, that you can move forward with some building blocks and and that 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 should be you know, what the focus is on and, and trying and, and have maximum effort uh, and, and take on the identity of their coach and also finding out about these coordinators, right? Like we, they've impressed him so far as far as offensive coordinator Drew Petzing, but he's got to be able to prove that he can he can game plan, he can make the in-game adjustments, he can scheme, he can find game flow in his play calling. And then on the other side of the football, Nick Rollis, the youngest coordinator in the NFL, it's like those two guys are very unproven we got to figure out if they can hang at the NFL level. We, we know that they can win a press conference and and they can win over their head coach and, and, and their peers, but you know, what, what are they going to
0: look like as far as those play callers for the Cardinals? Yeah. And we have, need to have patience. Uh, September hopefully is going to look very different than December. And that was never the case for Cliff or it was, I guess, in the worst possible way where the team was collapsing at the end of the year. But I think, the Cardinals had the hardest schedule last year via pro football outsiders, and they almost won games with Trace McSorley at the end of the year against what Atlanta. And they should have beaten Tampa Bay. I mean, you think about all these games that the Cardinals were they really trying to win that they almost won anyway. Mm-hmm. That's how bad the NFC is. They have a fourth place schedule next year. I just, if, if Kyler Murray comes back in October and looks like Kyler Murray or close to it, they're going to be competitive uh it's going to be exciting it's also going to be exciting if you stop by burrito express um so i've lived in the valley for two years now uh best burrito I've, i've had since i've been here gourmet burrito pass this is cut and dry i go in i get my burrito i come out it is fantastic The breakfast burrito is something that I cherish with, you know, everything in my fiber, in my bean. And, you know, it's time for everybody here to ditch the traditional breakfast burrito gas station style. This thing has once upon a time, I had it for the first time. And our uh, my my buddy Shane Diefenbach told me you've never had anything like this. I'm like, sure, sure, sure. I had it. It's got. All the bref- breakfast ingredients that you love, plus it's got this like dipping sauce bow, like this green, like spicy dipping sauce. It's unbelievable. I had to have two that day. You talking about verde express- salsa? Yeah, is that is that with the green sauce? Is? <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but their but their salsa is different. Their verde sauce is different because okay. it's burrito Expresses. It's fantastic. They've got two new NIL athletes: ASU football player Elijah Badger and softball star Jasmine Hill. Uh, They're going to receive support, um, cash, clothes, and of course, burritos, burrito express. We don't talk about partners that we don't personally love because we don't bring on people. We don't believe in. We don't bring on partners that we don't believe in. I love burrito express. I had my family. We were on our way to Disneyland. I had my family pivot so we can pick some up on the way (laughs) out of town. Uh, One of my favorite vendors that we work with, our favorite people. Uh, What's going on? My internet's not working out. It, it is i i couldn't tell if it's mine or yours but uh yeah you're
1: frozen you got to you got a kind of a funny face that you're, you're frozen on. all right do do this next <laughs> while i figure it
0: out get my kick my kids off the wi-fi right.
1: i mean johnny might be having some maricopa internet issues or your the ogs is hitting super hard right now uh but if if you don't want it to go that hard ogs has something for everyone got to check out our favorite Arizona Cannabis Kitchen. OG's has everything that you want from your gummy experience. They've got so many different flavors and uh, just experiences that you can find in your gummies, uh, including how about they've got the Happy Balance Strawberries and Cream uh, gummy that is just delicious that you don't want to miss out on. You got to learn more about all their amazing products at OG'sBrands.com. O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. They've got a great tropical selection. They even also have a sleep time gummy. It's aqua berry flavor, and it's going to help put you to sleep and keep you to sleep. Uh, The happy balance is like the one-to-one CBD to THC ratio. It's what you're looking for there. Um, So we got so many different options for you. As far as OGs, you got to check it all out on their website, OGsbrands.com. You can find them in your local dispensary. Uh, wherever you find gummies, wherever you find cannabis products, your dispensaries, you can find OGs. So check that out. Uh, OGsbrands.com. Follow them on your socials as well. I'm trying to get Johnny Venerable back in here. He's just a dark screen right now. No! Um, he, we can hear him uh, scream and then he's off the screen as well. So I don't know if we'll ever get him back. It's it's really unfortunate, but um, yeah, you know, we're pretty much just wrapping up our post-flight plan, I guess. Uh, after show, it's PH and X Cardinals after dark. Johnny, you there. I'm, I guess we can maybe just do your audio only this at sucks. The end of the- I hate yeah, this. It I'm sorry. What's going everybody. On?
0: I don't know. Plus, I told my kids in the last head. They, they, everybody should turn off their Wi-Fi. Listen, these scumbags in town—they're working on my <laughs> cul-de-sac. They're, they're, they're doing the jackhammer in my cul-de-sac, and they probably hit a cord or something. So uh, I appreciate everybody's patience and uh, it's been a fun night. We're going to do more of these and I promise I'll be on my a game with my, with my wife. I don't know what the hell is going on. Apologies, everybody. It's all right, man. You, you you can have a down
1: day. People are talking trash about your internet. Ben Cork saying Johnny's internet is three and 14 on the season. Oh man. Yeah. He is just trying to get to the Roman. He's just trying to get to that Co. He's acting like his internet's gone out. Anybody just, he just, tapped into one of our new favorite partners oh man Johnny was on a dark dist- retreat like aaron rodgers according to agent 47 and he's he's backing out did he just pull off because he was just getting just scorched by all you guys everybody want uh nightingale sunset wanted us to clip his uh his his freeze frame there that would have that would have been ep- epic it, it, it's just uh jV's tr- there you go
0: you fixed it did you kick all your family off the wi-fi no, I left the stream yard. I came back, but right. I hate this town so much. We're gonna you talk feel like you're an IT guy now. You, we're you eventually just- gonna get the mayor of Maricopa on. I'm gonna just hit yeah, my grievances and I'm gonna say Cardinal fans are here and we're coming after you. Uh, I have had enough, Mr. Ranger. Listen, we're gonna do these shows. We're gonna have some cocktails, we're gonna have a good time, and we're gonna let you dictate it because you are what matter. Cardinal fans, because this offseason, we own it here at PHNX Cardinals. Uh, so fired up, man. I, I I can't tell you. Can I just get on my soapbox for a second? I can't yeah. tell you how painstakingly sick I was the night after the season finale even though deep down I knew they were going to clean house, the possibility that Bo and I were going to have to come on the stream the next day and talk about the fact that they retain Cliff Kingsbury and Steve Kime. So if, if people are honest for being shills and we're too positive, number one, we love this team, but but number two, like they're playing with house money right now. They've got right. new people. And so we watched that documentary series tonight and it's just like, this is all new. This is all yeah. new. And we ought to be able to go into the off season in the NFL draft with a mindset that they're, they're going to make real tangible changes. Bo. Yeah. What was your favorite moment from uh, flight plan tonight? I, I liked when he was talking to Kyler Murray. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I can't get enough of Jonathan Gannon talking up Kyler Murray. Because I, everybody thinks, well, Kyler Murray thinks highly of himself. No, no, no. Like like we get bashed on Twitter. Everybody who gets ripped, whether it's publicly or privately, no one likes to get ripped. And I think that that feels like the first time somebody's coming to this kid's rescue. And I emphasize, okay, he's in is mid-20s. Sure, he's making hundreds of millions of dollars, but sometimes you just you need to feel supported. And I know that maybe he didn't feel supported by the prior regime.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you mine. I'm gonna to try to recreate it. Are you ready? Yeah. Me like this. Oh, hi there! It's the Friday before the Super Bowl, and we've got a big day, so we better get started. See you guys soon. It was this, it was the most set up scene, and I was like, oh, "Hi there!" Yeah. Oh, hi, Michael Bidwell here, president and owner of the Arizona Cardinals. In case you forgot, I own the team.
0: <laughs> We've got a big, big day, so we better get started. You come come on along to with us <laughs> to my luncheon. No, I want you to hire a fucking coach, please. Oh uh, man, but we other love you all. That, good, good work
1: by the by the organization. Uh, I'm sure it was probably even on their behalf. They're like, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna turn out another flight plan, we, and we, you know, a week as a week uh, Tuesday, they didn't have yeah. a coach. And, and I'm sure they were pumped And that. That's what the entire episode basically was. There wasn't a whole lot. There was like two minutes of the Black Monday press conference. And then uh, not much, you know, there there was that scene we just talked about that we just recreated, you know, spot on. Um, but most of it was Monty and, and and
0: John Jonathan Gannon. And that's how it should be moving forward. I love you, Michael Bidwell. I've seen too much of you over the past... 30 days, you came in like a hired gun, like a mercenary and did, and the took cameraman care of what getting needed, lost. needed to take care of. And then let the football people run the football portion of the organization. How,
1: how did, how did Michael Bibble wasn't even driving that car? How did he, how did two people get into a car without the cameraman? And be like, Hey, where's uh? I I don't know
0: the he cameraman. Was like, he was you. like this. He's like, hey guys, <laughs> out the window. Hey everybody. I got a luncheon. <laughs> Oh, man. I got to go mix get it new up with uni- the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> get, get new uniforms, please. That's the last box we got to check. You should check a box. Subscribe to the PHNX Cardinals podcast wherever you get your podcast. We're going to do more of these. They won't be impromptu, I promise. Producer Emma crushing this uh, oh. like she always does. Fantastic with with all of our work here at PHNX Cardinals. The magic behind We the would scene. never leave Emma be. behind.
1: Emma or never. Shane or
0: anybody that works behind the scenes, we would never leave them behind. Well, it's, I mean, I probably leave Shane behind. If be <laughs> I might leave him in Indianapolis next week if he embarrasses me. Uh, we've got so much flipping content coming your way. Exclusive access next week. We're going to try our damnedest to get people within this organization on this show, because I know that's what you want all, everybody to see. He knows it's out of love. Um, tell us what you want content wise from Indianapolis next week. Shoot us a DM, shoot us a tweet phnx underscore cardinals at bo brock at johnny venerable most importantly like this video subscribe to phnx sports on the youtube subscribe to phnx cardinals wherever you get your podcast again coming off our best month to date it's because of all of you check out our guy howard Balzer, gophnx.com go phnx.com slam the promo code h-o-w-a-r-d bo brock let's can you sign us off but doing it michael bidwell style <laughs> sure yeah let's do it <laughs> oh hi
1: there Bo Brock, Cardinals reporter, PHNX Sports. You've just watched our PHNX Cardinals flight plan after show. Yeah. We've got so many more shows coming your way, so we better get to it. So have a great rest of your Thursday night. We'll talk to you in the morning. See ya. (laughs)